Good morning, my friends. It is January, <clears throat> excuse me, the 22nd, 2022. It's right around 3.45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time in the great state of Utah. The land that was founded by kings. The land that was cursed by queens. The land that is surrounded by angels. Angels high on pixie dust. Yes, it is almost 3.45 a.m. January the 22nd, 2022. Here in Utah, in the shadow of the Uinta Mountains. Or rather, facing the sun with the Uinta Mountains. On the sunward side of the Uinta Mountains. The ancient hills where all the old gold is hidden, probably King Solomon's gold, as I've said. Maybe that's the, the truth of the real riddle. How did they end up here? Why Utah? How, what, did Moroni, what did Moroni really tell Joseph Smith? What if there's a lost, you know, chapter to the Book of Mormon? The chapter that deals with the specific location of King Solomon's treasure, King Solomon's mines. They were always hidden in the Uinta Mountains up there someplace being watched over by an eagle and a hawk and a grizzly bear named Ted. That gold, that silver, those diamonds, that armor, those swords, ancient soldiers probably buried alive. Yes, somewhere in the mountains, King Solomon's booty Yeah, somewhere in the mountains is the mines, the treasure, the gold, the silver the hookers of King Solomon in the Owinta Mountains of Utah. Somewhere deep in the woods amongst the coyote and the squirrel, amongst the badger, amongst the chipmunk, amongst the marmot, and the owl. There's gold up in those hills. There's diamonds. There's rubies. King Solomon's gold. Somewhere in the mountains of Utah. Now you can say that's crazy, Dan. That's insane. Are you saying that there's a hidden secret to the Mormon faith? A hidden truth that connects Utah to the plan? That somewhere in the mountains of the Owinta Mountains, the range up there, someplace maybe under King's Peak, uh, aptly named, right? Under the Great Mountain, under King's Peak, is the lost gold and silver and diamonds and many troops buried alive. They built ships in ancient Israel. They sailed the ships to the New World with the fucking gold. They got here to Utah. The Phoenician captain said, hey, where's my money? And those ancient Israelites killed him and dumped him in the Gulf of Mexico. Then they made their trek to the mountains as specified by King Solomon. They dug the deep mines. They buried the gold and the silver and the rubies and the hookers. And then they all had to be buried alive with that gold, you know, so it could be sealed. No Phoenician, no member of the Scrumdick tribes, none of the, you know, the weirdos 
that would threaten the throne of King Solomon, none of them shall know the location, but somehow Joseph Smith figured it out. Maybe it was Moroni. Maybe something else told him. Who knows? Who knows but the ancient elders of Salt Lake City? Who knows about King Solomon's mines under King's Peak? Other than the secrets revealed to me by a rabid grizzly bear. One night during the fever dream of too much ever clear. I had spoken to the spirits, the coyote spirits and the wolf. And they all told me the same thing. There's gold up there. There's gold up in those hills, you fuck. Okay, that's enough of that. I think I'm going to become a forklift driver. And you could say, well, Dan, where's that coming from? Why do you want to drive a forklift? I think I want to drive a heavy-duty forklift, one of those ones powered by propane or something, you know, natural gas, the big old tank on the back. I want to pick up pallets of stuff off of trains. I want to pilot in warehouses. I want to drive a forklift. I'd go to work each day. I'd have a hooker wife. Her name would be Daisy if I drove a fucking forklift. If I drove a forklift. I would have a hooker wife and a stripper girlfriend. I would hang up at, hang out at the hilltop bar and grill on a Sunday afternoon, mocking whatever deity shall say, come to my throne. I would say, my throne is made of beer. If I drove a forklift. If I drove a forklift, I could participate in the forklift races. The ones held in Kentucky each year, the ones held near Louisville, the great forklift race. If I drove a forklift. Yes, if I drove a forklift, I would live in a, in a triple wide. I would have eight dogs. I would have three kids. We would, you know, we would probably mix our crystal meth in the basement if I, had a, if I drove a forklift. If I drove a forklift, I could travel to Italy to showcase the newest forklifts during the great you know, Milan forklift fashion event, you know, and, and they would look at me and say, look at Dan, he's a fucking forklift driver. My life would be better if I drove a fucking forklift. I'd have more vegetables. I would eat more vitamins. I would have those greases, the ones they harvest from the ocean. There's still a few living things, you know, left alive there. If I drove a forklift. Next topic, because I think I beat the forklift subject, you know, to a bloody pulp.
So we are in the middle of um, a phase of the COVID monkey herpes psyop that you can roughly refer to as exhaustion. When I understood in March and April 2020 what was really going on, one of the things I mentioned to my friend Jim, who will hopefully be on the podcast with me this weekend, one of the things I mentioned to my friend Jim Davidson was that I did not believe this type of population-wide psychological manipulation could be used for very long. I mean, I, I was thinking 90 days. Maybe you could do the snow day, monkey herpes, pandemic kabuki dance for about three months. I didn't really think they could do it for a year. Now, one of the things I didn't see them doing was mixing it up. You know, the race war and gosh, the never ending Trump trauma drama. Trump is not president. And yet he hangs out there like some kind of golem to terrorize people on the edge of town. It's crazy. But the thing about the type of military psychological warfare that they're practicing, specifically trauma-based mind control, mind control based on trauma, based on shared trauma, basically based upon perceived shared trauma. It's like the experience of, hey, we survived together. We were together in the trenches. For a lot of people who've been lied to about their loved ones who've died of the covid they're looking for a way out, and, and the way out for them is not the truth. The truth is, prior to 2020, lots and lots of people, like hundreds of thousands of people, died in American hospitals every fucking year from preventable hospital-acquired infections. That's fungal, that's bacterial, that's unknown who the fuck knows and nobody has the budget to know what kind of random virus. Believe me, lots of people prior to 2020 died of a viral infection that no one had the resources or time to identify. You know, it wasn't a pandemic if it's one person. It's not an epidemic if it's one person. It's just a fucking tragedy. Like the operating rooms at Seattle Children's, where kids went for surgery and ended up with fungal infections. Um, it's just an accident, right? How could they know? How can you hold them accountable? They're not special people. They're not gods, Dan. You see, this is the thing. Prior to 2020, if you had any experience with a modern American hospital, you would, you would at least realistically understand that just by going to a fucking hospital, you put your fucking life at risk. Simply walking in that fucking door increases the odds that you will leave dead. And it doesn't matter if you have diabetes, heart disease, it doesn't fucking matter. Just going into the hospital meant that your odds of getting the wrong prescription, the wrong kind of surgery, and basically in the wrong room, i.e. a dirty room, either during your operation or post-op, MRSA, fungal, viral, random fucking parasite, you name it. And, and a lot of these hospitals were dirty, nasty places. So if you had that experience like me, and you were entering the monkey herpes COVID psyop, you would have at least, you know, you would have raised your eyebrow a few times. I went to the Harborview uh, medical center during February and March of 2020. And what I can report is that there was a lot of bullshit, but not a lot of reality. Yeah, they had a, a Washington National Guard tent up for a couple weeks, and then they tore it down, probably because the LARPing got both stupid and expensive. But now we're in the phase where people are trying to be semi-reflective, and they're they're parodying this mass formation psychosis, which is a great kind of gaslighting when you think about it. I mean, it's not mass formation psychosis. It's not some fucking random fucking thing. It's something that was done to people. People were manipulated, and guess what? They are still being manipulated. The question is, are they really shutting down the COVID monkey herpes psyop? And my answer would be probably not. I think all of the PSYOPs will end. I think that 
Best case scenario baked into the figurative cake is the collapse of the petrodollar empire, the collapse of the U.S. banking system, and probably economic and some societal collapse. And I don't think it's that far off in the future. And that's going to happen. At this point in time, the actions of people in positions of authority have been so dangerous and so fucking absurd that they have abdicated any right for either themselves or whatever social contract-based government they represent. The government violated the social contract. You owe nothing to it. Nothing. If your answer is, well, Dan, it was a big mistake, guess what? And that's not a good answer. That's not a good reason to keep voting, you fuck. If your answer is they'll never do it again, and they've done it a gazillion times. Believe me, they they started doing wretched shit right after the ink on the U.S. Constitution dried. They may not have done that wretched shit to the good white people of the East Coast, but believe me, there were people, indigenous people in this country, that suffered the wretched bullshit a long time ago. So if you're going to give me a speech about how we're becoming like Nazis and blah, 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 this crooked system, been there, done that. It's washed up. It's done. You know, I, I've been harassed in the last year online in a way that I'd never been harassed. And it's funny because I have virtually no audience. But one of the main points I've tried to make in the last year is that whatever President Biden is, he is more likely just the mayor of Washington, D.C. at this point. That's it. He probably doesn't have the authority people think that he has. Um... And the way that the government dealt with this, no matter how you process it, and I know people are trying to put it into a box so they can move on in some magical way, but no matter how you process this, this was either a gigantic, horrible accident that probably led to millions of people committing suicide, and if you think that's okay, fuck you, or it was on purpose and it led to the millions of people killing themselves and overdosing and not treating their fucking cancers. Yeah, which one do you want to choose, Mr. and Mrs. Hanlon? Do you want to choose colossal incompetence? If you're going to choose column A, fine. But why do you keep fucking voting? It's not the first time they've fucked up. It's not going to be the last time. So why do you support the system? You should be an anarchist. And if in fact you recognize that probably the PSYOP was on purpose, that probably it just logically follows the short-term lending and banking system blowing up in the summer of 2019, that it was done on purpose, then again I say, Mr. and Mrs. Hanlon, Mr. and Mrs. America, grab your razor and explain to me why do you keep voting? Why aren't you an anarchist? You should be. Your government that had a social contract with you failed on a colossal scale. And if you are someone who has a loved one that did kill themselves since March of 2020 because of this wretched fucking lie, then guess what? You need to understand that it was not a fucking accident. It was not random. It didn't just happen. And people will be held accountable. Probably not by me. Not some old fuck like me in Utah. But I can promise you Jesus will hold them accountable. And probably other, other entities as well. These people are not in a good situation. Their system is in a state of failure. And in battlefield terms, they've culminated. So I don't really know what's happening to the monkey herpes psyop. I, I think it's worth reflecting on the topic. But but one of the things I'll say before I go to the next subject is the following. However you interpret the last two years, if your answer is the communities and neighborhoods of the United States behaved well, that their leadership behaved well, that's a wrong answer. Everybody failed, including communities. A fake, make-believe, accidental bullshit thingy has completely torn, basically torn a hole in this country. How strong were we prior to the monkey herpes psyop if that could be done? If we could be so easily led astray, if our society could be so easily torn apart, 
The question I'm leaving you with is, how fucking weak is your community? How weak is your neighborhood? How weak are your families that all this bullshit should have wreaked the havoc that it did? We should have laughed it off as bullshit in April of fucking 2020. We should have said, April fools, and, and we're not going to be an April fool, and fuck this bullshit. And instead, we doubled down on the Rona, we doubled down on the race war, we seem to be tripling down on the Russian bullshit. You know what? How fucking weak is the world you lived in prior to 2020 that all this shit could have happened? That's what I'll leave you with. Whatever observation you have, well, monkey herpes is kind of real because I kind of got sick. Fine. The hospital said it killed grandma. Whatever. If you want to believe a fucking hospital, you deserve everything that has and will happen to you. But whatever your stupid, dumbass explanation is how corrupt, how weak, how broken is are the families, the communities, and the neighborhoods that any of this should have taken precedent over love and peace and over the fact that, yeah, you might have had a friend who could have used somebody to talk to, but instead you were ordering masks online. So you could have a really cool mask to wear. You might have had a friend that could have used a rational voice, but instead you were nowhere to be found. How broken are you? And I, and I don't know that I'm talking to any fucking listener right now, but how broken are all these communities in the cities that they did this, that they let this happen? Okay, you want to talk about social fucking contract? What kind of duty did you have to your brothers and your sisters and your friends and your neighbors during the monkey herpes psyop? How weak is your neighborhood? How weak is your community that any of this bullshit could have been allowed? And, and I don't think it's over, by the way. I just think we're in a low tempo. Who knows why? They don't return my fucking calls, and they don't tell me the reasons why they do their wretched, stupid shit. So I have no idea why the op tempo of the PSYOP seems to be tuned down a bit. Um, one explanation could be is whatever the thing is that they've been covering up, it's almost here. So why not just let the PSYOPs wind down? The, the third act is coming up, and they just rang the bell, you know, Come back to your seats. Come back to the auditorium. Put down that martini because the third act is coming up and it's a doozy. Yeah, you know, if you're sitting in those front seats, you might get some blood on you. Go back to your seats. It's the third act, I think. I'm going to read a news article. This is really critical news. This is in the notes, so if there's a link to notes you can still find for this podcast, assuming it hasn't been deleted or banned, there'll be a link to the news article. Headline, and before I read the article, this is coming from penlive.com. 2022, January the 21st, 2022. Yesterday, right? This is coming from Penn Live head, head, headline, and it's just by the Associated Press, okay? This is AP. AP headline Truck carrying 100 monkeys, truck carrying 100 monkeys crashes in Pennsylvania, and now some are missing, says the police. Danville, Pennsylvania. A truck carrying about 100 monkeys 
was involved in a crash Friday in Pennsylvania, state police said as authorities searched for at least three of the monkeys that appeared to have escaped, escaped the vehicle. The truck carrying the animals crashed with a dump truck in the afternoon in Montour County, Pennsylvania. State police trooper Andrea Belichick told the Daily Item, you've got a stripper name, Andrea. The truck had been on its way to a lab, Pelichick said. Authorities have asked residents who might see the monkeys to call, to call the state police at 570-524-2662. Once again, if you've seen any of these fucking monkeys in Pennsylvania, call 570-524-2662. I mean, if you see a monkey hanging outside your fucking window, its teeth are covered in blood, it's staring at you and your cat, call the Pennsylvania State Police, 570-524-2662. Call those motherfuckers and tell them you see a fucking crazy-ass monkey staring at you, staring at your cat and your dog. Staring at your kids. It's got bloodshot eyes and angry eyes and fangs and teeth to cut your flesh with. It's got viruses. Probably it's got monkey herpes. If it bites you, you'll get the monkey herpes. Not the cool Bon Jovi, you gotta do what you gotta do, monkey herpes. No, no, no. No, this is the real monkey herpes. You get from those monkeys in Florida, the ones infected with herpes. You know what? Go Google it, you fuck. It's out there. And I read on. It was unclear if any people or animals were injured in the crash. <laughs> right? And that's your article about the, the monkeys that escaped. Crazy. I don't know what to say there. I don't know what to say there. You can, um, you know... I'll just drink my coffee, my mountain-steamed, freeze-dried coffee from the mountains of, you know, probably Tennessee or some place where there's a factory that makes the synthetic coffee. Because all the coffee is dying, all the coffee beans are dead, there's going to be no more coffee, there's going to be more no more tea, there's going to be no more milk, there's going to be no more toast. You don't get any of that. All of it is going away. All your carrots will make you bleed. Pretty soon they'll make you bleed. Those carrots will make you bleed. Out of your bunghole, you fuck. What do we say about the monkeys escaping the truck? I don't know if there's anything symbolic about it or meaningful. I joke about the Rona and I call it the monkey herpes, but actually that's showing it too much respect because like I said, there's a there was a crazy ass captain, you know, a crazy ass Florida man style captain back in the 30s who brought a whole bunch of fucking infected monkeys to Florida because he wanted to look make it look all jungle like and these Florida monkeys they flourished in the jungles and they have monkey herpes. So yeah, monkey herpes is a real thing. The COVID-19 is some type of make-believe bullshit. And if you want to say, but I, I got the test and it said it's positive, listen, I can't say much about those PCR tests except the guy that invented the, the, the test itself more or less said, you're doing it wrong. I mean, he's dead. But in 2019, before he died, he said, you do not use this test the way they're using it. So shut up about the PCR. It turns out you can PCR a banana and, and eventually get a positive. And if you're going to tell me some random virus killed your grandma, like I said, that happens in hospitals every fucking year, and it has nothing to do with Wuhan secret labs or wet markets or bats or monkeys. It's just shit that happens in hospitals because hospitals are dirty, nasty places. That is reality. Okay, all the fucking bleach and all the chemicals they throw on the walls only make the little critters stronger. I got to tell you, that's the reality of your hospitals. And if someone goes to a hospital and gets sick, eh, 
chances are the fucking hospital killed them. So believe me, the hospitals love the monkey herpes. And so if the monkey herpes is cooling off, it also means the lawsuits, uh-oh. You see, here's why I don't think the monkey herpes is technically over as a psyop before we continue. The reason why I don't think the monkey herpes is over, um, even though a few monkeys have escaped the truck, is because I think that this is going to be over when it's literally over. I don't think it's over um, with the monkey herpes and then we go back to 2019. I know that's a fantasy people have, but that's just not even remotely close to reality. I, I would love to be able to tell you that pretty soon everything's going to be normal, but that's not going to happen. I know that there are podcasts out there that will tell you that. <laughs> I've heard them. And you know what? That's why they're so popular. Because they're telling shit people, you know, telling you shit that you want to hear. Not all of you, not necessarily my listeners, but a lot of people need to be told we're all going back to normal. But we're not. A trauma-based mind control psyop has a limited time of effectiveness before people become physically psychologically fucking exhausted. They either throw it away or they basically start going crazy, get sick, they kill themselves, they die. And I think people are starting to throw away the PSYOP. Yeah, they got to hold on to some portion of it was kind of real. Like, just because I can dribble, I'm kind of an NBA basketball player. Yeah, everyone's got their own little rationalization. But the reality is there was no fucking pandemic. So whatever the fuck killed your grandma, it wasn't a pandemic. It was something else. And I, if you believe in the rule of law, hire a fucking lawyer. Okay? The hospitals are deeply involved in this bullshit. And having worked at a hospital, I can tell you, their paper trails are sticky as fuck. So if you think it's going to be hard to find evidence, it's not hard. You just have to dig a little bit through all the scum on the walls of those hospitals and you'll find all the fucking evidence you need. So believe me, if, if in fact the monkey herpes is over, the lawyers are about to swarm every major hospital system in this country. And the real truth about signing off on death certificates and other types of things, that's all going to come out. So here's what I will tell you. The monkey herpes is over when it's over. The race war is over when it's over. The crypto nonsense continues until the plates start falling. Could the plates be falling right now? Maybe. All I know is, is the people that control the spinning plates are doing everything they can to make sure all the plates fall at the same time. They know it's going to happen. They know it's going to be terrible. But if you're expecting to get some type of signal telling you, now you need to sell your home or sell your stocks, no. That signal is not going to be given to you in any obvious way. When it's over, it'll be over. If the monkey herpes psyop is over, that means Act 3 is almost here. Next topic. But I'm so glad some of those monkeys escaped. You can hear them out in the wilderness frolicking and having sex with mountain cats. Yes, yeah, soon Pennsylvania will have a race of monkey cats. Living in the woods, living off a squirrel, living off a grizzly, living off of what's in your garbage can, siphoning the fuel from your car. They'll break into your home. They'll get high on crack. Soon, all of Pennsylvania will be filled with monkey cats. So... I got another article. This is from Zero Hedge. You know, this article was written by Tyler Durden. Who knows, if, other than being a character from Fight Club, who the fuck knows who that is? I don't care. Headline is World's First Space Based Entertainment Studio to be launched in 2024. Holy fuck. Once again, headline, world's first space-based entertainment studio will be launched in 2024. Can you, can you believe it, brothers and sisters? I read on. 
The company co-producing Tom Cruise's upcoming space movie revealed on Thursday new plans for the world's first space-based entertainment studio that will <laughs> that will attach to the International Space Station. Wow. Like some type of penile enhancement, right? Space Inter- Entertainment Enterprises, SEE, co-founded by producers Elena and Dmitry Lesnevsky hired Texas-based Axiom Space Incorporated to build a module named C1, which will dock with the Axiom Station, the commercial side of the ISS, in December 2024. Yes, indeed. I'm not going to read the rest of this bullshit, but here's what I will tell you. Um, And I think is kind of critical to talk through and talk about and and we'll just continue um the world's first space-based entertainment business okay the world's number one space-based entertainment business is nasa it's been nasa my whole fucking life it was nasa back after world war ii with Werner von braun doing little Disney commercials. Oh, we didn't ask him about the labor camps, did we, on Disney, you fuck? No, Werner, we didn't ask you how many calories a Jewish person needs a day to build a rocket nozzle, you fuck. We didn't talk to you about the calculations you did that showed you could optimize the death-to-work ratio. Everybody dying in 13 months on that diet, you Werner von Braun fuck. But yeah, NASA... The National Aeronautics and Space Agency, NASA, was the first space-based entertainment business. I don't know what the fuck is going on in space. Neither do you if you're just an ordinary schmuck like me. But what I can tell you is it all looks pretty cool. And it's all very fucking entertaining. I, I saw another news article about how the one of the Mars rovers found more possible signatures of ancient life on Mars... I mean, I, I, you know, you can, be, you can be worried about life on Mars, ancient life on Mars, but wouldn't it be nice to have some concern about life on planet Earth? NASA was the first space-based, you know, fucking entertainment business. And, and I'm going to le- let you guys, you know, meditate on that. You can you can do that. That's your business. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Everyone I know lives half a mile, lives a half a mile from Splunkton, just down the road from Blimp Dock, not far from Grinken Street. Dr. Freckles. What the fuck does that mean, Dr. Freckles? Well, Splunkton is another one of these words I throw out there to describe a part of town, a part of your city, a part of your community that nobody likes, that is probably the entropy dumping ground. Maybe that's where the homeless people congregate. Maybe that's where people dump all their garbage and their poison. Maybe there's an old stream that the salmon used to run up, but they don't run up it anymore. And all that's left in the stream are the rats and and the old dead hookers. You may think you live in a nice community because of your fashionable, upscale Chinese restaurants. You may think you live in a nice community because you're just a short walk from the opera. But you live near Splunkton. I live near Splunkton. If you live on planet Earth, you kind of live on planet Splunkton. I live on Splunkton. You live on Splunkton. I think that there is an attitude that exists among some people that there's a magical way to avoid paying the bill. 
I know there are people like my friend Jim who will remind you that a lot of the terrible stuff that's happened, you didn't really want. You didn't really vote for it. I mean, if there had been a fucking item on the ballot in 2020 saying, do you want to continue the monkey herpes bullshit? My guess is in a fair election, most people would have said no. They would have said no, not a pandemic, not a real thing. The thing, the response to the make-believe thing is destroying us. So let's end the response because there's nothing it's responding to. I think a lot of rational people, if they had been given that option on the ballot, would have said, nope, not going to feed your germophobia, not going to feed your hypochondria, not going to feed your PSYOP bullshit, no. But you're not going to get that option voting. That It doesn't work that way. You might live in the country. Right now, I kind of live in a rural community. I live in the town, kind of, but... It's a rural community, and so it's not like Seattle. And even Seattle isn't a super big city. But here's the thing. I live someplace presently where there's probably more food than people, at least right now. There's plenty of food and, and not as many people. Even Seattle, the problem, the situation, as I've said in the past, is the opposite. You got lots of mouths to feed, and there, is, there just isn't the capacity in King County to provide all the food for the people in Seattle. So, yeah, being in the country can make you feel like you're safer, but even I here, in the middle of Utah, Nowhereville, I'm not far from Splunkton. There are people that have lived in the nice neighborhoods of Chicago and LA and San Francisco. People that live in the nice areas of New York City and what they're beginning to realize is Splunkton's just a few blocks away. You know, not far from where, that, from where that homeless person was beaten to death and nobody cares. Not far from where the hookers are disappearing and nobody cares. Not far from where all those children are being victimized and nobody fucking cares. You go to the grocery store and there just isn't anything there, nothing you want. And, and a very few things you need, you live in Splunkton. They tell you that it's hackers, and it's Russians, and it's Chinese, and it's lazy-ass uh, workers at the ports. Yeah, you live in Splunkton. They tell you we need more cops and more prisons so we can throw people in prisons, and that'll solve everything. You live in fucking Splunkton, you fuck. You got a Democrat mayor or a fucking Republican mayor. It doesn't matter. You live in fucking Splunkton. Everyone I know lives about a half a mile from Splunkton. Everyone I know lives on the edge of entropy. You may think you bought into some neighborhood that was rising the gentrification all the way up to the top. Yeah, maybe. But that tide is rolling out. The, the water is going the other direction now. And what's replacing it is the neglect. What's replacing it is the pretend. You can pretend all you want to that your garage in Ballard is a bungalow worth a half a million bucks. You can pretend that that broken foundation gives it character, but don't pretend that the impacts of that don't exist. That there are people in your community that have to, that, that are working jobs and living out of their fucking cars because they can't afford rent, they can't afford a home. Because your corrupt, crony, uh, housing system, if applied to water or food, would manifest in the same way. If we treated food and water the way we treat housing, you would have warehouses filled with water and food and people dying of starvation in the streets. So yeah, Mr. and Mrs. House Flipper, fuck you. You live in Splunkton now, just like me. You can pretend all you want to. You can pretend that the house value always has to go up because some stupid old fucking boomer told you so. But guess what? That's a fucking lie. You live in Splunkton too.
Next topic, um, one another one of these articles, and I, I really do think of these as, as articles designed to create more anxiety and fear. And why do, why do I say this? Because I'm 52 fucking years old, and I've seen articles like this my whole fucking life. And thus far, the one metric I use to test these stupid fucking articles is the following. Are the streets clean? This article, you can find the link in the notes, has to do with renting robots. So you don't have to hire workers. You can rent a robot for eight bucks an hour. Let me tell you something about rent a robot scam. Um, maybe it'll stay eight bucks an hour. We don't really know. I, I truly don't believe it. But my entire life, I've been told, we're a couple years away from robots taking over. And my entire life, that story has been bullshit. Okay? I've worked around the programmers that are developing the code for the avionics shit that goes on a Boeing plane and for all the fucking funky robots. And let me tell you something. If you believe the robots are going to take over and take your job, then why the fuck are the streets so fucking dirty? Forget your fucking robot for guarding your fucking diamond store in San Francisco. Why don't you have a fucking robot to clean the garbage off the fucking streets? Doesn't seem like a complicated task, does it? Clean the streets. Seems like easier than a whole bunch of other things. So the question for all you stupid fucks who promote the robots are almost here fantasy, why are your fucking streets so fucking dirty? By now, there should be cheap-ass robots cleaning up every fucking sidewalk. By now, we should have robots keeping our streets so fucking clean, you could eat breakfast off of them, even though three hookers had sex on them the night before. By now, if their bullshit is real. So I'm not going to read you a fucking article scaring you that a robot's about to take your job. The reality is... Practicing the Sovietology you need to practice. Here's what the article's really saying. We're trying to scare you. We're trying to freak you out. But the reality is these robots are not coming. They're not coming for your job. That is a bogus future that is not in the cards. The article wants you to believe the future, even with the anxiety. It's kind of like science fiction horror films. Yeah, 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 they can be scary, but at least there's that technology in the future. So your internet's still on and you can still order your fucking pizza. But, yeah, what if that's bullshit? What if the day and age of ordering a pizza and having it delivered had a window? You know what? I was a kid um, in my town growing up. Mount Vernon, Washington, I think I was 10 or 11 when we, when we had one of our first, you know, delivery style pizza places, um, Mount Vernon, Washington, 1980-81, this Mario's Pizza Place shows up and we order from there and it was kind of funny because I had some sisters go to Europe and yeah, we, we used some European currency on the guy and it kind of freaked him out. You know, back then, it wasn't just one European currency. It was Italian, you know, Spanish, German, English, all the various currencies. It turns out that a pizza place in Mount Vernon, Washington in 1981 or 82 doesn't really want to do that arbitrage. So, yeah, anywho. So, I was a, a boy when I lived someplace where they would deliver a fucking pizza. I'm going to let you on a little secret, Okay. I will live to see the day and age where that kind of thing is going to be either rare or simply will cease to exist. I will see it. I'm not saying you won't have local pizza places or some dude with a tricycle that will, you know, bring you a pizza. Uh, probably you'll need to talk to them with a CB radio because I seriously doubt the cell phone networks will still be working. I'm not saying there won't be people on CB saying, hey, I'm bringing in the protein sauce, I'm bringing in the corn, I'm bringing in the fuel, get that pizza re ready, baby, and that beer. <laughs> I hope the pepperoni ain't pe people this year. Yeah, I hope the pepperoni ain't people this year. That's a nice thought. I was a kid when... I was in a town that got its first delivery pizza place. And I will live to see that reality cease to exist. 
I was a kid when McDonald's came to our communities. I wasn't a kid when it was created. I was non-existent, but I was a kid when it first got big. When McDonald's really got big in the 60s and 70s, I was a child. And I think I will live to see McDonald's cease to exist. And here's a pop quiz. I've been told by people who've been buying food at the grocery store that chicken has gotten really expensive. Um, I don't know if that's true where you are. Maybe it's not. Maybe you live right next to the Tyson River in Tyson, Arkansas, wherever the fuck Tyson Foods is, and they dump out all their chicken into the river, and all you have to do is stick your net in there, and you pull in a chicken from the Tyson River, a river covered in blood and E. coli. Just cook it long enough, baby. I don't know where Tyson Foods is. Maybe it's not Arkansas. Maybe it's Georgia or Alabama. I couldn't really give a fuck. They're telling you that robots will take your job. I am telling you a couple things that I am 100% certain of. And I'm going to include them in a tight list. Number one, Francis Fukuyama was full of shit when he said it. I said it in fucking college. Back in the day, like 30 fucking years ago, and I'll say it again, history never ended. The Francis Fukuyama bullshit is bullshit. The fact that he is an esteemed professor, probably to this day, tells you everything you fucking need to know about the academic system. So guess what? History didn't end. And Ray Kurzweil, who used to go around telling people that he would live long enough to live forever, here's the deal, Ray. Other than the Christian context of your soul living forever, you physically will not. And none of the people who believe your bullshit are going to live forever either. I stick to that prediction. Ray Kurzweil will die one day. So will all the people that believe his bullshit. They will physically die one day. If they're good with Christ, who, who the fuck knows what happens to their soul? But their bodies will die. Okay? And last but not least... The robot shit is probably bullshit at, at this point. Yeah, 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 robots can help with this and that, just like computers can. But the idea that we're about to create super machines that are going to take over, this is fearful nonsense. And in many ways, it's a kind of subliminal propaganda. It keeps people believing in a technological reality that in many ways is a technological lie. And it's a lot of Soviet bullshit, a lot of neo-Stalinist Control, planned economy, bullshit. They want you to believe. No. No, my friends. The robots are not going to take your jobs because you know what? If I walk down your streets in Splunkton, and I don't care if you live in New York City Splunkton or Seattle Splunkton, I think I'd see cum wrappers and condoms. I think I'd see crack pipes and maybe dead bodies. Seems like the robots aren't here yet, buddy. Seems like it's a ways off, you fuck. It seems like the robot revolution is still many years away. The problem is, is that this current incarnation, if, if we're going to call it civilization, I don't really call it that, I call it a prison camp, but the current incarnation of civilization on planet Earth has shot its fucking wad, and it's done. I don't know what comes next. I think that there's a fairly high likelihood that the United States like other mega countries, is about to be more than one country very soon. I think China is going to be more than one country within a few years. I don't think the powers that be want this, but it is happening and it's going to happen. Do I think there's going to be some bloody civil war? I don't think anybody wants that bullshit. I think what's more likely would be a quiet civil war where people simply say, you know what, we tried it, we, we were together for a while, it's not you. It's not you. Like any breakup, you always want to say, no, no, no. And when Texas breaks up with Washington, D.C., it'll say, no, no, Washington. It's not you. It's, it's me. I need, to, I, need to, I need to grow more. 
and and fuck off. Don't call me. Don't stalk me. You know, your ex-lover, Texas. But the robots, they're not coming to save you. Ray Kurzweil is not going to live forever physically. No one is going to live forever. That's not a thing. Okay? These, these things they're telling you, they're designed to, to confuse you. They really are. Last topic. Um, as, as some of you may or may not know, I am currently between jobs and I'm working on a couple things. That's not your problem, really. But, you know, just about every podcast will ask for a donation or something. So I'm going to ask for a donation. But here's the deal. Um, I'm not going to tell you anything other than if you have the money, you can donate. I'm not going to tell you anything other than that. I'm not going to tell you you should or you shouldn't. Listen, you probably should take care of yourself and your family first. And you probably should do those right things first. And if you have any money left over, feel free to donate using the PayPal link. But I don't know. You know what I want to use money for if I got a bunch of money? Hookers and cocaine. I'm single. I don't have kids. I don't have any interest in getting married if I got a bunch of money, I'd pay my bills, but yes, I'd also get hookers and cocaine. And I'd get that good cocaine, not the stuff that gives you the shits because it's cut with laxative. I want the pharma-grade, excellent Colombian yayo. If you donate money, please donate as many millions as you have so I can have some time with hookers and cocaine. There's a saying in the Middle East, I think, in, in Saudi Arabia. My grandfather rode a camel. I drive a Mercedes-Benz. My grandchild will ride a camel. Now, what does that mean? And I think that may be a, a slightly off from the actual idiom or quote or statement. But it is to say that many people in Saudi Arabia and other places recognized from the beginning that this oil thing was not going to last. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to drive a Mercedes-Benz for a while. You know, you get to have a Benzo. You get to have a bunch of 747s parked that never get used. But it's going to come to an end. I was a kid when the pizza shop opened. I'll be an old man when the pizza shop closes. I was a kid when the Big Mac appeared. I'll be an old man when the Big Mac goes away. I was a young adult when the Chicken McNugget showed up. Before I die, the Chicken McNugget will turn to dust. In fact, that's why I brought up the issue about chicken. Chicken is expensive right now, according to my friends. But um, you can get 20 Chicken McNuggets for 5 bucks. How is that possible? How is it chicken's really expensive, but you can get 20 of those tasty, oval-shaped, trapezoidal, triangular, circular, elliptical, square, little properly formed, but nicely retouched to look like, kind of like accidental natural shit chicken McNuggets. Like they have a chaos generator that runs their spray machine. It sprays the batter on to make it look a little random. They have a mathematician, an expert in the four-color problem. This is the guy that came up with the shapes for the McNuggets, fuck you. They have a Tokyo food scientist who's taken all the gunctus, all the sewer flesh, all the dead bodies... And he's put them into a slurry pit. In the pit, the flesh is bleached. Whatever goes in the pit, right? You know, could be a dog. Could be a, a cat. Could be any kind of roadkill. Could be her grandma. Could be her best friend. It all goes in the vat. With the cat and the rat. 
it gets bleached white and then freeze dried and pulverized into a powder and then it gets mixed with a I don't know probably some kind of fucking coconut oil and then it gets injection molded in a slightly random way into silicon forms to to be the McNugget shape you see no one claims it's chicken, do they? they? They say it's a McNugget, but do you ever really see anything on the fucking box that says it's chicken? You don't, do you, you fuck? So on the topic of these things, seeing them arrive and go away, here's the deal. The U.S. dollar is going to vaporize. Um, it might just be that bad, and that'll be really bad. It'll be one of the, the terrible things that happens in the next couple of years. I don't mean terrible as in unjustified. The U.S. dollar is trash, but soon, very soon, people will realize it is trash. And when that happens, it's not going to be some slow, steady descent, steady descent into hell. It'll be trash. It'll be known as trash. You won't have hyperinflation. You will... You will skip, uh, <laughs> yeah, you will go directly to jail. Um, the dollar is going to be trash at some point in the future. If you have paper assets, they will turn to trash. The best advice I could give is get into real assets and get your ass out of the city. But most people think that's crazy. So you know what? If you think the city life is working, if you think the robots are coming, if you think Tom Cruise is going to be the first person to have a space-based entertainment business, then why don't you take some of your Bitcoin? Why don't you take some of your fucking gold? Why don't you cash out your 401k? Everything's so fucking hopeful, you fuck. Take the money. Take the coinages. Take the diamonds. Take the rings. Take the money you found under King's Peak in the Uinta Mountains. Take the gold from King Solomon's vault. Take it and then give it to me in my PayPal donation link. And you can say, Dan, why? Why the fuck not? Why not fund a hooker cocaine adventure for an old man? There's no reason not to. Those hookers in cocaine, they don't pay for themselves, you fuck. Yes, if I had a hundred grand, I'd try to help a few people, but I'd take the rest for the hookers and cocaine. I might convert a van into one of those vans I can sleep in. But I'd also do hookers and cocaine. I'd get a bit more camping equipment, but I'd do a lot of hookers and cocaine. So send me your money. Send me your cash for hookers and beer. Send me your currency for weed and cocaine. Send me your money for the hookers, baby. Those hookers all over the age of 25. And they're all going to want me for my money. <laughs> but if I don't have any money, I don't get any honey. So send me some money, baby. Donate. Dr. Freckles. There'll be a PayPal link in the notes in the Spotify, in the Anchor. It's out there, baby. You can donate, baby. And for that donation, you keep the podcast going, okay? Now, if it's not enough for cocaine and hookers, that's okay. It might be enough for whiskey, and sitting in the darkness and staring at walls. But for Saturday, January the 22nd, 2022, Bo Blimpdock, Almost 5 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. All the scrunglies are crawling out of their fucking holes. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for whatever money you send me for the cocaine and the hookers. Be careful out there, baby. There are monkeys on the loose. Rabid monkeys from Pennsylvania. They're coming for your food. Rabid monkeys from Pennsylvania. They're coming for your hookers and your cocaine and your beer. 
Monkeys have escaped. Monkeys have escaped. Monkeys have escaped in Pennsylvania. Here's your fucking call-in number, motherfucker. 5720-5242662 Monkeys have escaped in Pennsylvania. We don't know where they are. We don't know what the fuck they are doing. But maybe we should shut down the planet, right? Because that's the most rational thing to do. That's what Hanlon's Razor is telling us to do. Don't be evil. Just be fucking stupid. see the fucking monkey, call 570-524-2662. That's Pennsylvania State fucking police. Call them. Call them now. Tell them you see the monkey. The monkey of the mind. The monkey of fear. Tell them there's a monkey on your fucking back. A monkey staring you down. Say the monkey of history with its blazing red eyes is staring through the window at you and your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend. Tell them the mad monkey is coming for you. Have a great weekend.